Xbox on. Game on, baby. Woo! Hello and welcome to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. I'm your host, the podfather, Ross Miller, and this week I'm joined by everyone's favourite uncle, it's Uncle Jesse. Hey now, you won't hear me on the interview later. (laughs) (laughs) And a lord, an MV cheese, it's Reese. Hey now, you will hear me on the interview later. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and the queen of awkward silences oh, is Karina. <laughs> <laughs> hey now, I might be on the pod, uh, pod not podcast interview. <laughs> the what? Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait, um, you're on the pod now. Uh, yeah, that's that's I what said you said. That's that's. I, I heard pod, not not anything else. <laughs> I, isn't that correct, Jesse? You, you heard? Uh, you heard yeah, I did. Pod. I said the right one. <clears throat> yes, I heard pod. <clears throat> Well, we usually get this podcast started with what we have been playing. And I'm going to start with the person that missed last week's Uncle Jesse. All right. Well, I have been playing my trusted old faithful, which is Rainbow Six Siege. I jumped back on that and I'm so happy I have. I forgot how much fun that game is. Um, I actually jumped back in and started playing Situations. I never finished playing them. I think I did the first one or two, and uh, never ended up completing them. So Aren't I, you I, supposed I... to finish those before you <laughs> jump into multiplayer? Multiplayer? Uh, yeah, but you know what? I play in the alpha and the beta. Beta. I didn't need to do, do those. <laughs> but, uh, actually, they're a lot of fun, and each one is specific to a specific operator, and I honestly wish they would have done that for every single operator that was in the game and all the new ones that were released. It's such a little fun, you know, little thing that you can do a few times through by yourself. It's uh, it's just a good way to mix it up, I think. Um, Yeah, that, I was doing that, and I also, Reese, something that maybe you would enjoy or not enjoy (laughs) is Everspace. And Uh jumped back in on Everspace, man. That game with the X update is just, it was already looked stupidly nice. This game is just freaking beautiful. Oh man, beautiful. Stunning. It's gotta be one of the best looking games I've ever seen with the X update. I have that first ship that you get. Um, I have that, the energy fully decked out, the speed, the boost. I I like completely focused on (laughs) energy and speed. And just maxing out all of my credits for after each yeah. run into that. And now I only play. So there's what's it? When you start playing the game, you have three settings. It's like easy, normal, and you want to die type mode. <laughs> but each one, like easy, you get less credits. The normal, you get the same normal amount of credits. Hard, you get a bonus amount of credits. I only play on hard now. And it's so good. It's so good on hard. It's crazy challenging, but you get a ton of loot. A ton of loot from playing it. See, I I have my ship decked out like completely differently. I bought the heavy ship because I really didn't like the controls at first. They were broken in the early access. Um, But then they patched them to be better, but I still wasn't too happy with it. I found the the small ship to be too twitchy. So Mm. I, but when I bought the big ship, it was much better. And I actually have that thing decked out with like 
auto turrets and up, <laughs> like, I, I think I think I have like five uh drones that i can launch oh nice oh so i didn't know I have you could like, launch drones with yeah that man one. so i have like a drone army and like auto gatling guns and all i have to do is like basically steer the ship and and fire like missiles everywhere so it's it's like a missile gunboat sort of <laughs> drone carrier i really enjoy it you just destroy everything nice nice yeah it's a it's a crazy fun game i, I get seriously addicted to it and I just saw that they put out an update. There's their, it's their first expansion pack was released last week for ten bucks. That introduces, I think, a new vehicle, tons of new weapons and gear, and then uh, you can interact with I think there's like five different uh, non-playable characters that you encounter in the game, and they have you do different activities, and uh, it just looks pretty pretty interesting. I might consider picking that one up. Let me know if you do. I'm I'm curious. Maybe we should get yeah. uh, Rockfish back in here and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. That was it's such a it's it's a really cool game. It's a very cool game. But uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much what I've been playing, other than the raging of the justice. Cheese. What about you? I have actually played a ton of games this week. Uh, I'm just going to sort of go through them really quickly because uh, Karina, uh, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. But no, I played uh, Battlezone which is like a remake of the old, 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 old Vector Graphics game. Uh, it is great. Guys, all of us, we need to play Battlezone. It's multiplayer, it's cooperative and competitive, and it is fun. It is It is actually really good. Everyone should go and check out Battlezone. Um, we, we definitely have to play this multiplayer, guys. It's fun. Um, I also was playing City of Brass, and uh, I actually was playing that before the podcast today uh, on Mixer. It's got Mixer interaction. It's like a... It's kind of like a first-person brawler. You have a sword, um, and you swing it in first person, but you also have a whip, uh, and you can, like, whip. You'd be, like, very Indiana Jones. You can whip the weapons out of guys' hands, and you can trip them with the whip. You can even pick things up with the whip, so I, like, basically never pick anything up with any other way. And you can swing around, and, and yeah, so the game is, like, roguelike, and... You, you run until you die, and then you go back, and it's randomized. Um, it, it's quite fun, especially with the mixer interaction. You can the, the people who are watching can do things like fake you out, like make sounds of like a monster behind you or something, um, or they can they can help you and summon in like helpers, or they can spawn really powerful monsters to just totally mess with you. And it's it's actually one of the better mixer interactive games I've seen. Um, I played Hyper Sentinel, which is a cool little uh, shoot 'em up game. Which is takes me back to like the days of the Commodore sixty four, um, and I played Trailblazers, which is a really cool uh, sort of like Mario Kart style game. I guess it's a it's a racer with like a really sort of funky soundtrack and a um, like what is it? What's that word? Um, Cell shaded art style, very cartoony. The, the the gimmick is that you can paint the track. Uh, a bit like so imagine imagine Mario Kart meets Splatoon. So you're driving mm. around and you're painting on the track as you go. And if you drive on the opponent's color, you go slower. Um but if you drive on your color, you build up boost and you go faster. So there's actually like team tactics involved because it's a team game. It's not just every man for themselves. So um you know, some cars specialize in painting, whereas others specialize in boosting. So you can actually get some pretty cool uh, multiplayer tactics going on. I I recommend it if you're sort of starved for for a karting game on the Xbox One. It's it's one of the better ones out there. And finally, I played a little bit of Shantae Half Genie Hero, which is everyone's favorite indie darling that's came out on the Switch and the PS4 and the PC. And 
Xbox One as well, and that game is um, it's adorable. Um, it's it's very cute. It's very well animated. It plays very well. I can understand why it's gotten so much praise. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing it a bit more. Actually, it's a really good 2D platformer. And that's what I have been playing this week in brief, and also Raging Justice, which I will very swiftly hope to delete from my memory. <laughs> <laughs> now, Karina, you, you've been playing quite a big game this week, so I'm, I'm going to crack on with myself. I've also been playing the amazing Raging Justice, but apart from that, I have been playing a lot of Fortnite due to finally picking up the battle pass i've turned my hand at thanos and that is a lot a lot of fun and just to say i think that they've got the marketing rights perfect and this is not going to be the last famous character or skin or anything like that that we are going to see in this game just so away from twitter and reddit blowing up because they all want to be dressed like spider-man or iron man and let's face it, it's going to happen at one point, isn't it? It has Deadpool. to. Yeah, Deadpool. And I mean, it's not like we're a, uh, a podcast full of cosplayers and 3D printers and prop makers or anything. That would just be... That's, that's <laughs> yeah. There's no Marvel I, fans in here or anything. I, I actually considered for a second playing Fortnite and um, just so I could try my hand at being Thanos. And I saw Green Skulls. I think he he had a video where he was like immediately got it as soon as the first time he played it. And I was like, oh, man, this is really cool. All right, if I've seen enough of this, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I've still yet to play Fortnite, and I just, I, I'm i still refuse. No, no particular reason, just refusing to play it. But, Karina, let's move on to you. What have you been playing this week? Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, no, other than, obviously, my usual uh, PUBG and Fortnite, I'm not going to go into them. The same thing every week. It probably gets boring. But I've had two of the games which I've actually been uh, playing. First of all, we're going to start with... I'm going to start with Laser League. Uh, the best way to describe it is probably Tron meets Snakes. Snake with a lot of lasers. A lot of lasers. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of in the name. If there wasn't <laughs> I mean, any lasers you know, in Laser League, I'd be a little bit confused. I about to say. Um, but no, I, um, I managed to get um, a day's early access and started playing it and... The funny thing is, I wasn't really going to be bothered about it originally, and it's safe to say I got a little bit addicted to the point where, for a brief moment, and I have screenshots for proof, and it's on my stream, and actually I've got a funny story in a minute, but I actually came top in the world for a little brief moment of a couple of hours, and I will claim that, and that is it, esports ready. Um, but, <laughs> um, but, the, but the the funny thing was, I looked on the lead. I was looking who was streaming it from Mixer, and I found someone who was below me in the leaderboard, but was trying to catch up to me. Uh, very very big streamer. I want to say I, I think his username's Nvad One, Nvad One. Very big streamer. Got over a hundred partnered Mixer streamer, hundred thousand views and whatever. And I was watching his stream, and he was like, um, and um. A regular jumped in his stream as well because I mentioned it, and we were we were watching. And I was, and he was like, "Oh, I can't get, I can't beat this person." And I just popped in and chat was like, "Lol." Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag cute, <laughs> <get> good. <laughs> yeah, and, and, um, his response is like, "Oh my god, it's you!" He was like, "Who are you?" <laughs> I was just like, it was, "It was it was the brilliant like I did I literally I, I played that game for that moment. It was so satisfying to jump into another streamer's stream who was trying to beat my score and couldn't because I was playing at the same time. It's like reverse um, stream sniping. Yeah, exactly. It was it was brilliant, uh, but. No, 
no, I I don't even know why. I mean, it's not. I mean, the thing is, apparently it's on Steam as well, but apparently there's a lot of an arenas at Steam. I think there's only three or four on the Xbox, so I'd be interested to see the different types of arenas. But if you want something, it's very fast-based. So, uh, I never said, the aim of the game is essentially you, you're in two teams, and as you hit these little, I'm going to call them beacons, that appear, as you hit them, they then expand into lasers across the screen, um, and your job is to really essentially trap the enemies so that they run into the lasers, because if they run into your coloured lasers, they die. Um, you can revive your teammates, so it's literally just a kind of quick pace, trying to avoid lasers while trying to expand all the ones that then kill the other enemies, and well, the other team, um, etc. And it's just, you know, best of three type of thing, but um, it is quite a small quick, quick pass, get, uh, quick past, that is not a word, quick paced fast game but uh no i i got really addicted um i've stopped playing it because i can't i get obsessed with the leaderboard now yeah i can tell you exactly why you enjoyed it when you didn't expect to and why you're obsessed with the leaderboard is because you're probably the most competitive person i have ever met when it comes to video games with a leaderboard or a scoreboard anyone listening who wants to trigger karina just find (laughs) a game she's played just find any game she's played with a leaderboard beat her even by like one yeah. point. Can I just say? The, cl- the closer, the better, and then send a screenshot. Why don't we look at gamer scores this week? <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> I'm like second. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's I think Ross and Clay are under. I think Reese, you've been you're you're better than me at the achieve, uh, achievements this month. But uh, yeah, because I've been playing different games, I've finally got some sort of gamer score going on you, this month. You're it's only fun. like a month late, Karen. I know. I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it though. I'll take it. Um, but yeah, as of, uh, the other game I've been playing, I was very uh, lucky enough to be given by Mixer, um, I, early access to State of Decay 2. Ah, it's interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Uh, so, oh, man. No, yeah, it, uh, it's, it, okay, in terms of, um, we'll start off with the great bits. Though no, it's, it's a really good game. Um, I haven't played State of Decay 1, so a few people did come onto my stream going, oh, how does it compare? I, the truth is, I don't know. Um, I never played the first one, so I was going into it fresh. No idea how the game works. All I know is a zombie apocalypse survival. Now, I don't like zombies. Um, I don't play zombie games. I like, I like zombie games. I just don't play them because I have jump scares, but, um, and stuff like that. I, I panic. But actually, this isn't too bad. Um, but in terms of, um, I really liked it. I've, I've only done, I've probably done a couple of hours so far, uh, running around. I, I still don't really know what I'm doing. Uh, I'm just collecting stuff, building things. I, I, I don't know. I'm just hitting zombies and it's just, I, I'm not gonna lie, it's so satisfying when you just smash them in the head with a crowbar and their heads explode. But, uh, but I suppose that's any zombie game. But I don't, the thing is, I haven't played too much to say much, but um, in terms of how it looks, how it plays, I mean, I thought the controls were a bit um, clunky, but apparently that's how they're supposed to be, which I can actually see why. So I totally get that, you know, the way it controls the... Uh, it, uh, graf- graphically, I mean, it's not quite, you know, Far Cry, but it, it's nice. I've heard it's very good for what the game is, and I am enjoying it because I am... I do like the whole micromanaging of you've got you've got a few members of your team depending on who you've hired and how you manage them, um, and you know you've got to have water, you've got to make sure they're healed, make sure they don't have the red pl- blood plague, which is uh, what you capture from the zombies. Like, a certain types of zombies, if they bite you or if you're attacking, you can get this like uh, virus. Uh, if it gets too bad, then obviously you got to cure it, or else your character dies, etc. 
Now, uh, leaning on to the oh, team. Oh, here's where it gets good. Yeah, this is this is where. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so when, he, when context, he, she uh, was streaming this live, and we were all watching. Yeah. Uh, so when it comes to State of Decay two, they have a permadeath. So if one of your one of your team members dies, then that's it. You you can't get them back. You you kill them at the beginning, then you're you're screwed. They're just not coming back, and you've got to either find someone as good as them, or it's it's just a mess. Just don't kill your people. Um, but I was like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna I'm gonna make them all survive. I I can do this. I'm gonna be good. Uh, so I was doing a mission. I don't even. I was just. Doing, I don't even know what mission it was. Doing a random mission where you had to collect uh, medication from these people that were trapped by zombies. So kill the zombies. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Got the medication. I could either threaten them or ask them. So I was like, oh, let's be nice. Ask them politely. They were like, ah, oh, here's the medication. Go grab it. Well, as soon as they grabbed it, everything turned to shit. I don't know if we could swear. Can we swear? Everything turned to swear. shit because it did. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, they were attacking me. And then all of a sudden, bear in mind, I had me, another team member. And then these other two people had joined because, I don't, I don't know, they, they, somewhere in the mission they'd, they'd had joined. And then the enemies, I'm going to call them enemies, attacked us, killed everyone in one swipe. I'm running around the lunatic. They've nearly killed me. I've got no health, no stamina. I'm panicking. I get my shotgun out. Kill this woman six times. Six whole times. She did not die. I got her six times and she did not die. And she did the same running path up and down. I, I, I just left. <laughs> she- Wait, were these... Were these people that... Yeah. <laughs> they were- so the game, the game legit broke. Like it just <laughs> broke. It was just like everyone here is now hostile, and and, <laughs> yeah. and so I, I'm watching. Like I, I'm like, wow. Like if that was me, I would have just uninstalled the game forever. Oh like she she shot this woman six times with a sniper rifle. Like restart it. I tried to restart I, afterwards. I was like, right, I'm gonna clean the game and restart it. Tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know where the restart button is. <laughs> oh no, you might have to delete your cloud save or something. But like, you could tell it was bugged because she shot this character like six times with the sniper rifle, and it, she didn't even blink. And like, uh, as she was stepping backwards, she changed. Like, in the, there was, the game seems to have areas sort of named. So she took like two steps back and moved into a different area and the name changed and the people just sort of reset and just forgot that she was there. And then when she stepped forward, they became, uh, like they switched back on essentially and became aggressive. And that, that, it was just so broken. It was like the worst possible oh glitch gosh. you could have. That's great. I also need to apologize for anyone who watched my stream because I got very angry. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Karina, it's the most entertaining I have ever seen you ever. Furious Kidna is the best Kidna. Absolutely. And, and then raging about pizza. What was I? Oh, yeah. Raging because, about pizza. No, a, right, okay, so my people get hungry because they're fat and eat a lot of food. And um, so you you have to buy outposts. And I bought a pizza place because I was like, oh, let's turn it let's turn it into the pizza place from Toy Story. It can be called Pizza Planet. I don't know if you can name them, but I'm naming it Pizza Planet. <laughs> and I, I got it because they needed feeding and it wasn't generating my food. So all the people were moaning at me, being all depressed because, I mean, you know, there's a zombie apocalypse, but they can't get food. Never mind, there's zombies killing everyone. Food. Uh, so, yeah. So no pizza. <laughs> I suppose the main question is hashtag no pizza. That's can we can we have Karina play a round of uh, State of Decay two before every podcast episode? Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually I actually want to watch her play one of those really mean games like um like I, Darkest Dungeon or played, something. Oh, one of those games I, I, I that's designed to, to just punish you. <laughs> 
Oh, oh. Karina, but you you said you're trying to reset, so I'm guessing by you did enjoy your time, all the bugs aside, do you want to go back and play more State of Decay 2? Oh yeah, definitely. No, I definitely, if people are looking for it, it comes out on Games Pass, so what date is Thursday? Um, it comes out on the 22nd on Games Pass, so... Um, today, just, this podcast is totally live and not recorded I mean, ahead of time. We're no, recording it's not, it's live. Not, it's not today. It's not today. The advanced people that buy the super duper advanced be ultimate edition get get <laughs> no, they get it on Thursday, the day that no, the podcast releases. No, they get it on the 18th, don't they? Or is it 17th? Oh. Oh, it could could be. Well, they get they advanced get access to it anyway. They they're getting it early, and then for the rest of us, we get it on Tuesday on Games Pass. I do actually want to try the co-op though, because apparently there's co-op. So if anyone is up for that, please give me a message, and I'll be totally up for. I mean, you've got to excuse my rage, but I'm totally up for. <laughs> Just don't mention pizza. It's like PTSD trigger. <laughs> yeah. But okay. no, I really well, did enjoy the game, and I definitely, I definitely get, think people should download it when it comes out in Games Pass, at least, or even buy the game. Uh, I, I would say it is worth if they do fix the bugs. It's definitely worth buying. Well, I think that's a good time to move on to our ID game of the week. Raging Justice. Is that how it's, okay. is that how it's pronounced? Yes, I like that more than the game. <laughs> I like the way you said that. <laughs> okay, so this was my pick for the week. I even tagged the developers in my tweet saying this is my game of the week without <laughs> actually playing it yet. So this is developed by Making Games Limited and is called Raging Justice. <laughs> uh, the only way to describe it is maybe like a Streets of Rage style side on Brawler where you, you move from left to right taking out a multitude of enemies. But I know all four of us have played it and Clay, I'm going to start with you. Why is this our indie, our ID, sorry, game of the week? I mean, not every game has to be a stellar 10 star rated game. This was an over the top. I, I, I don't know for sure, but I think this was purposely made to be over the top bad, like <laughs> laughably bad situations. <laughs> like there is. A big, tall, white pimp that spins around and pimp smash you with his cane. With his cane. I was absolutely cracking up playing this game. I was cracking up at how over the top and crazy it is. You, um, you didn't even get it, to the part where the game like lets you get on a tractor and drive. Oh around. no, I did. I oh, got I to the did. Tractor. I did. And I was like, "What the <laughs> crap?" I see a tractor is blinking, meaning I can interact with it. I was like, "Oh, am I gonna get like super strength and I can pick this up and throw it at someone?" <laughs> no, no, no. I can just ride a tractor and run people over in the middle of the street. <laughs> so random, completely random. <laughs> There's like a crane that comes in and tries to knock you off the track. I don't know. It's it's a wild game, man. It's a wild <laughs> game. Ross, since it was your game of the week, I'm going to defer this back to you to okay. hear what your thoughts were on it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, I say it's definitely taking its inspiration from like, Streets of Rage and Final Fight. Uh, I think there's three characters that you can go, giving the players multiple choices of character to go. Um, although one of them's a kid, which is a wee bit weird. They're meant to be cops. Yeah. Did you notice that? 
Yeah, that's a bit odd. Did find that was a bit strange. Uh, and I think the story was something about, I don't know, rescue someone from raging. a gang. The streets are raging. I had a rager for this game. I enjoyed it. I, <laughs> I looked forward. Thematically <laughs> yeah, appropriate. Okay, right. So I'm, I'm going to put some context in. When I was a young boy in the 90s, I used to go down the, the local beach. Well, I say the local beach. Oh, were, two, you a fl- were you a hooligan? No, not at all. Not at all. No. <laughs> I, saw, I saw that movie with Elijah Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Green Street. Um, the, it's a good movie. <laughs> basically, the, the arcades down in British seaside towns are where all your kids go, spend all their money. It's probably the same worldwide. Horrible. <laughs> but we, we used to go down and every single game was like this game. So as soon as I put my eyes on it, I was like, I need to play this. This is a nostalgia trip for me. Now, I'm not going to lie, it is over the top, as Clay said. <laughs> That's... I've never really thought uh, over the top could be an understatement, but here we are. Okay. Um, There's three attacks, so you can basically, all you can do is punch, kick, and dash attack. And I know, I think there's a special attack of some sort. I know this game's not going to be for anyone, but if you are Wait, like did you me, just say this game's not going to be for anyone? <laughs> uh, Ross, you, you clearly did not play this game on the pro level that I did, because you said that there's only three attacks, which is punch, kick, and dash, but you did not mention the ultimate attack. And that, that you lose the, you that, lose health with that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize no, 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 until no, no. I died. Not, not, not that, not that. The game's ultimate attack is the I don't even know what it's called, but it's like a pile driver. You jump oh, and you press yeah. attack and you just come down with your elbow and crunch people in the face. That is the most OP attack. You just have to come no. like like imagine Imagine like 30 enemies on each side of the screen and then two people just continuously jumping and like Drop, dropping down like elbow dropping into this crowd of people. That's, that's the, the, like the pro strat for this game. No, no, the, the pro strat is you got to hit the B button, which is grapple and you do like a body slam and you can knock out like five people with a body slam and then arrested or busted or whatever it is. I don't know. You can, you can arrest them afterwards. <laughs> so, Kirina, what's your thoughts? I don't even know what's going on with that game. <laughs> Karina, how many, how many, how many hoes did you arrest? <laughs> the thing is, I couldn't even arrest anyone, so I just punched them in the face. Uh, you, you got the dirty cop score. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm it's sorry, like, but the the game's like you know you should arrest these people. Meanwhile, I'm like stabbing them with knives, and <laughs> shooting them with shotguns, throwing TNT. I, was like, oh, I could pick up a fire a fire hydrant. Yeah, yes. there you go. Smash fire hydrant. Good cop. Oh, no, actually, I, I like the. Uh, <laughs> it's the only game that I can think of that has a dog that will run in there. You can kick a dog. <laughs> no, no, you you better do the 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 drop the drop elbow. The drop the elbow. Mm-hmm. So what what character did you guys play as? I played as the guy whose name was like Justice or something. The old man. The old man. He's he's, yes, he's, he's like a, an homage to uh, Haggard, the mayor yes, from exactly. Streets of Rage. <laughs> yeah. No, there's one thing about this game is it sparks discussion on podcasts. That's one thing we can say. But overall, uh, it ticked my nostalgia box, and that is all I needed. So I am fine, and I like raging 
justice. Can I, I have a raging justice? Yeah, I, I, I felt it to be a raging game. injustice, but can I talk about the fact that it's like claymation? <laughs> As well, yes. Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh! It's how like, janky were it's some like, of the moves? In it's it like too. so. The, the game is like rotoscoped claymation, and it's like I was like, wow! I didn't expect to play a game with worse animations than the N sixty four. It's not the N sixty four than the SNES, but here we are. <laughs> I was cracking up when that dude, the guy Ross, we were playing as the same character. He's like picking up something. I think it's over his head. Is it a? Uh... It's got to be something heavy that he was picking up. And his arms, I was like, why are his arms bending so weird? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you want to get your hands upon this game, then make sure that you follow us on Twitter at PartyChatPod, as we'll be giving a couple of copies away on our free code Take them, please. Please, just take them. (laughs) (laughs) Use them for whatever, just take them. Yeah, just, just... Please. And, you know, I might even just decide to give away a good game as well this week. Well, <laughs> you try to say it's not a good game? It's no. not, like, not a good no. game. No, it's, I, it's I, not I would a never not say that. good game. It, you know what? It is. It is an absolutely terrible game, but at least it knows it. Like, it's a bit yeah. like a, a D-grade movie, one of those really bad Chinese, like, sort of kung fu flicks that knows it's awful but celebrates it. It's definitely self-aware. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll give it that. I will give it that. But I think that's a good point to move on to our interview. Xbox Snap, this week's interview. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's interview. Today we have a super cool guest, as per usual. We have Mike Rose, who is the founder of No More Robots, who just released Descenders into game preview this week. (gasps) I said all that in one breath. (laughs) Mike, welcome to the podcast. Hello. How are, how are you? I'm, you? You called me super cool. I think that's the first time anyone's ever called me that. So uh, this is going really well up to now. Yeah, it's great. And the, the best part about that is it's now on the internet. So that means it's objectively true and a fact. Yeah. So you can just tell that to anybody that you're super cool. But exactly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's now fact, which right. is, uh, you know, I'm going to stick it. I don't know. Where would you put that on, on my LinkedIn profile? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we can do that. I can even uh, pop onto LinkedIn and endorse you for it. But anyway, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's great to have you here. Um, so why don't we just kick things off nice and easy uh, and you just tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are and what exactly it is that you do at No More Robots. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, my name's Mike. I've been around in video games for far too long. Uh, I used to I used to write about video games, actually, for a very long time uh, at places like uh, Gamma Sutra and Kotaku and Pocket Gamer and, I don't know, probably everywhere at some point. Um and when I used to do that, I always used to, uh, especially towards the end, I used to think, selling video games, that looks well easy. Uh, so <laughs> then uh, about, well, it must be about four years ago now, uh, Tiny Build, the publisher Tiny Build said to me, uh, hey, well, why don't you come and try and do it with us? And I was like, okay, oh God, this is going to go really badly. But actually... It seemed to go pretty well, and in the time I was there, we published a bunch of pretty big games uh, like uh, Punch Club and Party Hard, uh, and uh, just as I was leaving, I guess they were uh, getting all the Hello Neighbor stuff in gear. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, I then decided, you know what, this was even easier than I thought it was going to be. So then I decided, like an egotistical bastard, that I would basically um, start my own publishing label, which is what I did. Uh, And that's what No More Robots is. Uh, It's my own label. Uh, It's me and a couple of other people who I trust and adore. And the first game from No More Robots is called Descenders. It's a downhill mountain biking game, and it's out this week on Xbox, which is very exciting and also scary. Yeah. So can you tell us a brief history about No More Robots? I mean, how did you guys get, well, how did you get started? Uh, I got started by sitting in my pants at home every day and uh and freaking out and working out how to solve rubik's cubes uh before realizing i should probably do some work and then uh i i met the guys who uh, they're called rage squid uh and they made a game called action hank before and uh yeah i uh, i met i met them years ago actually uh but uh, a couple of years ago at gamescom i met up with them and uh, they showed me this thing called Project Impact, which was just basically a bike uh, going down a mountain. And uh, I was like, this is really cool. What's the game? And they were like, uh, we don't know. We don't know what this game is. We have no idea what to do with it. So then over the course of the next year, I basically helped them to work out what the heck this game actually was. Uh, and we uh, we gave it a name and we got uh, we found xbox xbox were interested in the game and wanted to kind of partner up on it and bring it to xbox game preview um so uh that's that's kind of what i've spent the last year doing uh we, we have some other games as well i i've uh, that i've announced recently a game called not tonight which is essentially uh a, imagine papers please but set in a post-brexit uk uh, so that, that one's going, that one's yeah. going down pretty well, as you might expect. Um, I've been enjoying the, the reaction to that. And, uh, the, the other game I've announced up to now, uh, is called Hypnospace Outlaw. Uh, and it's essentially, you remember GeoCities from the nineties that yeah. you used to use to make websites? Yeah. Imagine that, but in a video game. Uh, it's no. essentially the nineties internet. Yeah, the no, video game. please, um, no, stop. Uh, it's, it's, it's incredible it's incredible and the plan is for both of these games to also come to xbox uh at some point very soon uh nice. i i have other games as well but i've not announced those yet uh oh. because you know i feel like three is is a decent amount for the first year i've not even been going a year yet i guess i've been going about 10 months um so I- i've i've been quite busy yeah, I have to say though, I, I'm feeling like I could maybe start my own publishing label if if you get started by sitting in your house in your pants fiddling yeah. with Rubik's cubes and not working. I feel I could be yeah. good for that. Okay, exactly. okay, right, right. Before this goes downhill, you, you have touched on it. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, that took me. So that took me. That took me too long. I was just like, okay, yeah. Oh, you have touched on what this game is about, but for those that do not know anything about Descenders, describe it for us. Yeah, of course. Uh, Descenders is essentially a downhill mountain biking game. Uh, now, the the weird thing about this game is that it's also a roguelike somehow. Uh, so uh, you essentially start off... Uh, every single level in the game is procedurally generated. I think we worked out a couple of weeks ago that there are roughly about 3.5 billion levels in the game. Uh, you, uh, you play through these procedurally generated levels 
you explore procedurally generated maps, which uh, have uh, randomly generated nodes all over them. Uh, and you uh, you essentially have to try to get from the very beginning of the game to the end. You start off in the Scottish Highlands. You uh, you move into a more kind of dense forest area. Then you uh, disappear into the canyon, which is essentially a homage to Red Bull Rampage. Uh, and eventually you end up uh, in, the, in these mountainous peaks where you're thrown out of a helicopter. Uh, so it starts off pretty simple, uh, uh, just to kind of get you into the game. Uh, and by the end, it's, it's become atrocious and horrible. Uh, and you, you die over and over again. Uh, you also have lives, uh, because, um, you know, it wouldn't be weird enough if you didn't have lives. So, uh, you, you essentially start with four lives in each run. And, uh, if you, if you bail enough times and lose all of those lives, then you have to start all over again from the beginning. Um, and uh, there's a whole bunch of other things as well. You will not crew members who give you mutators so that you can uh, la- you can survive uh, kind of horrible falls or you can shield your impact when you hit the ground. Um, the, yeah, and there's also boss jumps as well. Again, just in case it's not weird enough, uh, at the end of each of the four worlds, uh, there is, um, there's a boss jump that you have to beat before you're allowed to move on to the next world. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's very, very strange. Uh, but, uh, up to now, it's been doing quite well for us. Uh, it, it came out on, we brought it out on Steam Early Access in February, uh, so that we had a few months to iron out the kinks before we brought it out on Xbox. Uh, and in that time, the, the the game's just sold really well for us. It has like a, a 92% positive rating on Steam. Uh so we are we're pretty happy with with how it's gone. And uh in the in the run up to the Xbox launch, we've we, honestly we've we've been more excited than we have uh for the for the PC launch because uh well partially because we felt like the game was always meant to be on Xbox. It just it kind of feels like a an Xbox game. Uh, and also because Xbox themselves have been kind of amazing to us, uh, and have been helping us get it ready for Xbox and, and we've been working with Mixer and getting all this Mixer integration in it. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's got, it's got all kinds of weird stuff in it. So, um, yeah, we're, we're just massively excited to see, uh, to see how, how Xbox players find it this week. To Def- definitely looking forward to the, the mixer integration. Yeah, can um, I just, just see, actually, that there should be a mixer integrate, uh, inter, what I can't even say that word, interaction, <laughs> integration, um, just so that you can't leave the Scottish Highlands, because our population is dwindling and we could do with the extra people. Yeah, well, <laughs> in, I mean, in fairness, I, I imagine that most players die in the Highlands. Ooh. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> oh. yeah, <you> <laughs> <laughs> they, they never leave. Don't worry. There's many, many, yeah. at least bodies in the mm. island. But when you, when you was, when you were saying that, you know, uh, if, like, if you lose all your lives, you know, I've played this game and I was thinking, no, 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 when you lose all yeah. your lives. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, anyway, the, the game is releasing onto the preview program first. And I, I want to know what's the reason you guys chose to actually, uh, go down this route. So, uh, the reason we're doing game preview and the same, the same reason we did early access is be- 
quite honestly because like the game is is pretty much full like it's pretty much there already you can play we have players who have been playing the steam version for like 200 plus hours there is an entire game there already uh, it's not like you're getting half of a game and we're going to build the rest after you bought it uh what we what we instead are trying to signify is that we want to build and expand on and generally uh, use community feedback to decide where the game goes next. So just in these three months since the game came out on Steam and is now coming to Xbox, the game has changed dramatically. Uh, the whole scoring system has changed. A lot of the roguelike elements have changed. Um, it's the thing is, when it comes to something like making a, a mountain biking game, it's really kind of hard to know what people even want from a mountain biking game. Well, like when when we first launched it, immediately people started saying, "Well, is there a mode? Is there just a free ride mode where I can just pick any world and and just kind of cycle around?" And we were like, "Well, no, there isn't, but we could make that for you if you want." And two weeks later, that's what we'd added to the game, and people were like, "Okay, cool, we'd really like this thing now." Uh, and it's worked really well for us up to now. We've put out like I don't know how many updates we put out for the game, but we just keep adding more and more stuff to the game as people are asking for it. And this has seemed to work quite well uh, in terms of of the way the game is being developed. So, so the way we, we kind of word it is the game is already like, there's already a full game there. If you pay the, pay the 20, $25 or whatever right now, you're getting a full, quite lengthy game. It's just that we want to tell you, we want you to be very much aware that there are going to be many more updates coming for the game. And we are going to be pumping a bunch of extra content into the game. Uh, I mean, like, for example, the, the next update that's coming to the game probably in about a month is going to introduce a whole fifth world to the game. Uh, we've got all of these, um, these special hubs. So there's only, there's a, there's a singular hub in the game right now that you start off in. You're going to be able to unlock additional hubs, uh, very soon in the game and then basically get to pick, uh, which hub you, you start in. And the eventual goal, uh, is towards the end of the year is, uh, to, in one of these updates, add sort of full multiplayer to the game, Ooh. uh, to, uh, so that people can, can sort of ride around together. Um, so yeah, that, that's the general, the general reason why we're doing that and, and kind of, um, utilizing game preview, I guess, to try and tell people there is more coming. So. I mean, out of all the other, you know, downhill sports that you could have done for Descenders, why did you choose freestyle mountain bike riding in the end? Yeah, it's a funny one. Yeah, so, so Rage Squid, uh, the, the funny thing is that, uh, they're actually, um, they like skateboarding. Uh, they don't even, I mean, they're Dutch. There, there are no mountains in the Netherlands. There's, there's bikes, but, but there's no mountains. So, uh, but, but the thing was that, uh, they want to make a skateboarding game. So, so, uh, that's, that's where they want to end up. They, they like the idea of making a skateboarding game. But while they were thinking about the ways to tackle making a skateboarding game, they they realized that a lot of that could be transferred into mountain biking and that mountain biking might actually be uh a lot more interesting to tackle first uh so so that's kind of how it's come about it's come about as as a hey you know what why don't we have a go of this first and then we can segue into skateboarding after this um which i think has worked out quite well because then you know there's certain people we've been talking to 
uh, you know, for the with the possibility of making a skateboarding game after this, um, who have been very impressed with Descenders uh, and and kind of the the way it looks and the way it feels, and uh, and are quite interested in in seeing now how Ray Squid would make a a skateboarding game. So uh, so yeah, as weird as it sounds, it's it's actually. Uh, this this kind of weird path towards making a skateboarding game has, has worked out quite well for them, really. Now, you've mentioned earlier about the procedural element. How yeah. exactly does that work? Because it doesn't feel procedural while you're playing it. Yeah, it's a weird one. So it's essentially, I don't know if you've played the game Spelunky. Um, yes. But uh, yeah, so Spelunky is obviously the best video game of all time, uh, <laughs> and uh, the the uh, the procedural generation in Descenders is completely ripped off from Spelunky. So the way Spelunky um, works is each world is uh, is 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 given like a, a seed, is given like a level seed, and then the the game reads the numbers in the seed and builds the world around that seed. That's exactly how Descenders works. So there's just a big string of numbers. Uh, in fact, if you pause the game at any point uh, during you know during Descenders, the the level seed is in the bottom right, and you can actually take that level seed. You could write it down, uh, and you can plug it back into the game, and it will give you the same level uh, that you've already you know you could you if you find a really cool level, you could take that level seed and give it to a friend. Uh, and they can then use the free ride mode to, uh, to visit the level you saw. Um, but yeah, it's, it's as simple as the game looks at the, at the seed and reads it as a level and then generates, uh, the level based around, uh, how the seed is. Um, and I mean, I, I say it's simple. It took like six months for the devs to build this system. Uh, this, this, this procedural system. The, the thing is, now that it is built, it means they can build content for the game so quickly. Uh, like this fifth world, for example, took, uh, took them about three weeks to make something like that. Just oh, wow. because, you know, they, the artists, they, they have a vision for what they want this fifth world to be. Uh, and the, the vision for this fifth world is essentially hell. Uh, and, uh, then, they they decide okay well we'll tweak it in this way and that way to make it to give it its own feel then the artist kind of builds the 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 general visuals for it and the procedural generation then takes over and takes those visuals and plasters them all over the place and uh and and yeah it it means we can we can make additional content additional worlds additional everything for the game incredibly quickly and that that's part of the reason why the game has evolved like you know in just 3 months the game already looks and feels a lot different to how it did uh when it first launched in early access just because of the way it's been built means it can evolve that quickly um so uh so yeah from my perspective it's it's definitely a it's definitely a case of um procedural generation uh really leading to some incredible things that can be done with the game that's That's really really interesting Ross, you're just waiting so long to say that. Oh, so long, um, you know, ask the question. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you know, you, you briefly mentioned Hell, so actually this kind of reminds me. I, As I said, I've played the game, and I want to talk about Helmet Cam. And what I want to know is, did you guys, like, did they deliberately go into development knowingly intending to create one of the most terrifying survival horror experiences in gaming, or was it just a happy accident? Yeah, it's pretty horrible, isn't it? You, it's if, terrifying. If you think that the first person in Descenders is horrible, uh, they they just received their Oculus dev kit last week. 
Oh, oh that was the next question. question. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So that, that's going to be happening. <laughs> I, I was like almost like I was like sitting forward on the sofa, like clenching the controller, like, ah, ah. It's, it, is, yeah. it is scary. Yeah, it's horrible. It's absolutely pulling, horrible. Pulling a backflip is like... Why would someone do this? Yeah, and the, the the thing that a lot of people don't realize because we don't really signpost it. We we do in the in the options, but we don't scream it at players really. Is that you could actually switch to first person view anytime you want by pressing Y. Um, so, and we've got players who just play the whole game in first person all the time. Yeah, that, that's me. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get why you must be crazy. Uh, it's just so much more fun. Well, yeah, I, I would say it's not so much more fun. It's more uh i i don't know some people want terrifying don't they uh, I, guess. <laughs> I am a fan of a survival horror genre yes yeah it's quite upsetting but uh yeah yeah like i say we the the vr stuff we had a we had a meeting with oculus uh at uh at pax east and they were like yeah yeah we'll send you some kits get this done <laughs> so uh, i guess that's gonna happen extremely soon Oh. Have you done any work with professional riders on the game, or did you actually get out there on your bike yourselves just to get a feel for it? I mean, I I have been riding, and I I have to tell you, uh, riding mountain bikes is the worst thing in the world. Uh, it's it's horrible. Uh, I don't <laughs> know if my if my arms and my legs have ever burned so much. Uh, it's it's not it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> Well, no, that's not true. It's just the going uphill bits that are bad. Uh, fortunately, this game is not going about about going uphill, so uh, it could be worse. But um, yeah, I I I've tried it, and it's it's really upsetting. Which is uh, why I'm glad it's just a video game about it, and I don't have to go and really do it. Um, no, we've we've been talking to some to some real mountain bikers about uh, kind of putting stuff in the game, you know, kind of uh, branding stuff from them. Um, but in terms of actually talking to mountain bike people, the, the, the problem was that we knew from the very beginning is that quite honestly, a realistic like mountain biking sim would be so crap. It would just, it would be really bad. I think it would just, it would, it would handle just horribly and you just fall off your bike all of the time. What's uh, in the Tour de France game? Well, I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but, uh, but like the, the thing is we like, uh, we wanted mountain bike people to want to play it. Uh, and mountain bike people are very picky, uh, about what they like. Uh, and, uh, and the problem is if we, but then if we made a game that was too mountain bike sim, then no one else would be able to play it. So we tried to find this fine line between it feeling simmy but also feeling arcadey. And I think we've managed it. Uh yeah. it, it kinda it has the feel of a mountain bike, chuff ramps at hundred kilometers an hour and fly over helicopters. Uh so you know, it's it's somewhere in between. <laughs> So I mean, earlier on, you was on about how, you know, you've been in games journalism for, for ages, but what was it actually like transferring? Except obviously, you now get the, the choice to wear pants and play, uh, play around with Rubik's Cubes. I mean, I bet that was a bit of a better choice. Oh, I mean, I did that anyway. You know, like I, I've, <laughs> I've always, I've always worked from home, uh, even when I wrote about video games. So I've always just done that. Um, 
maybe even more so when I wrote about games. Uh, but uh, it, it was it was fine. I think it was so long ago now. I guess it was like four years ago. I, I went to Tiny Build, and uh, and I, I think I remember at first um, thing feeling like, oh god, I hope I can do this. This is going to be really upsetting if I can't. But about six months into it, it was. Um, it was it it was one of the it was one of the best jumps I made, and I always whenever I know people who have been writing about video games for a long time, and they and I see them like you know, tweeting about how or they're thinking about a move or whatever, I'm always like, just be an idiot and do what I did and join and join some company and see what it's like, you know, on on the dark side, uh, because because um, you. I think one of the biggest things for me was like the the difference in perspective, you know, like when I was writing about games, no one ever wanted to tell me anything uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, and then the moment that I was not writing about games anymore, all of a sudden people were breaking NDAs all over the shop just to tell me little tiny bits and pieces about everything because I couldn't write about it anymore. So who cared? Um, <laughs> so... Um, so yeah, it was it was funny all of a sudden uh being um you know having the world of video games opened up to me where it had been a bit of a locked door before. Uh it was yeah, it was nice. And I've been writing about games for like a decade at that point, so I was a bit sick of it to be honest. <laughs> uh it was it'd been too long. So. Now, how do you feel about the label as an indie publisher? Would you describe No More Robots as one? No, and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Does, would you I, say it grind your gears? Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. How long have you been holding on to that one? Yeah, so wow, that's it? great. He, that's that's the one question he asked me for, so he may have been thinking of this for a couple of days ahead. Yeah. I, I'm a bit of a psychopath. Um, what did uh, I say? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> you just uh, thought it was a little bit too flat. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What about... What uh, about right. I'm going to leave in a second. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what about like uh, oh, Team God, 17? This podcast has gone downhill. And yeah, I Devolver mean, Devolver Digital. Yeah, so so I no, to clarify, I love I love mid-tier publishers and I and I a lot of the games that I love the most are from people like Team 17 and Devolver. I just hate the term uh cuz cuz uh, I think the indie publisher used to mean a thing when it cuz it used to denote, right? Like these smaller publishers who were picking up indies and helping indies to become bigger or whatever. Uh, but now, aren't 99.9% of games that come out indies now? Like, there's so many games out all the time. Pretty much every single game that comes out is indie. Uh, and so it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything anymore. And I, and in, in a weird way, I actually hate the word indie now because I think that indie now actually kind of has started to, for a lot of like people who play games, not so much people who are working video games, but people who play games, I think people now denote the word indie to mean smaller, crappier titles. Like, I don't think, I don't think when people say it, they're being harsh. I don't think they're, they're purposely being like, ugh, don't want to play indie games. I think it's more like they just, they have a perception of there's this bunch of smaller games and they're called indie games. And maybe I'll pick one up and maybe I won't, but they're not as important as all of these bigger games. And, yeah. uh, and I, I hate that. I absolutely hate that. So, so I, I, kind of dislike the word indie now and i definitely do not call no more robots an indie publisher i i whenever someone asks i always say that we're just a publishing label 
Um, I yeah, I would never. And in fact, I have actually turned down uh, going on like going in little the promo things and stuff where it's called the indie something or something like that, just because I don't want no more robots associated with it. That might sound so egotistical and stupid, but I, I just, for me, something that I've been trying hard to do is build a perception that no more robots is, uh, is a, is a, a big quality publisher. And, you know, and we, and all the games that we publish are really fucking cool. And so, uh, I, um, yeah, I try to steer away from that word as much as I can. No, I totally get it. I mean, if you tell people that like Blizzard, Nintendo and Valve are indie developers, they sort of look at you funny and then you're like, no, no, they're independent developers. They publish their own video games and they're like, oh yeah, but that's not an indie game. But it, it is actually, or at least yeah. it used but, to mean. The word, years ago, the word didn't mean much. Now it definitely means nothing. Yeah. Like, for sure. If I say so, indie, you're basically talking about 99% of games. So. <laughs> When can we expect no more robots having its own uh, E3 show like Devolver then? Oh yeah, I, I've been thinking about that. I'm not going to do it this year, <laughs> so, uh, but but next year I've got a plan for something I want to do. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I've already got a plan for something absolutely atrocious that I want to do. Oh, I can't uh, wait. I just, I, I, I just need to get some more games first as well. I just thought that up, but I can't wait now. Um, but yeah. on to my, my next actual real honest-to-God question. Uh, yeah. What I want to know is, do you uh, is there like a, a hopeful completion date for Defenders, or are you just going to sort of bake it in the oven as long as it needs? Yeah, I think end of the year, basically, is where we're aiming for kind of what I guess you would call version 1.0. Um, mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, like I say... I think when we launch the version 1.0, it'll be with the multiplayer. I think that'll be like the last thing that goes in when we finally say, all right, do you know what? This is complete now. Um, so yeah, aiming for end of the year. If not end of year, it will be very start of next year. Um, but either basically. Now, the moment our listeners have been waiting for two questions that can make or break an interview. And mm-hmm. Mike has said no advanced warning via Twitter DMs at all. Not all. No. None. I don't I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but um <laughs> what I want to know is yeah. what game or series would you put in the trash? So for a little bit of compa- comparison, last mm. week we had uh, Charlie on and she said Five Nights at Freddy's. She would put oh, that in the trash. So what, good one. what would be your answer? Uh, now, uh, I don't know if people are going to be upset at me for this. Uh, the, it's not the series. I've got no problem with the series, but the game that I absolutely think is a pile of trash is Bioshock Infinite. I think Bioshock Infinite is awful. I think that Bioshock and Bioshock 2 were masterpieces. In fact, I uh I have uh, turned my bathroom into a Bioshock themed bathroom. Would you believe? Whoa. Wow! Get yeah. pictures on Twitter, please. I, I, I might have to. Yeah, yeah, I might have to. Uh, but Bioshock Infinite is just it. It didn't have any. It, it just it didn't have anything of what the first two games were trying to do at all. The first two games were were very clever. They were very well thought out. They had all of this cool, you know, like experimenting with A, B, and C to to make things happen. Bioshock Infinite was a I have guns and I run and I shoot people game. 
uh, and it was absolute garbage, and I hated every moment of it. I've got controversial choice. I've got the soundbite, but I, I actually tend to agree with you, and I think that the the story was not as smart as it pretended to be. No, I like. I remember uh, when I was playing at the time, I stopped playing about. I, I don't know, five hours into it or something, I was like, nah, I'm done. And people kept saying to me, no, keep playing. It gets really good. I'm like, all right. I played some more and I was like, well, when is it going to get good? Keep playing. The story gets really good. And then eventually I got to the end of the game after this god-awful mission way where there was just things attacking you when you're on a floating ship or something. I can't remember. It was just crap. And then that last, like, 20 minutes of the game... I was like, uh, I guess that was all right, but it wasn't, it wasn't worth me playing 10 hours of a crap game just to, just to see this conclusion. Uh, it was, it was bad. It was a bad game. Right. So, so do it. you agree with Mike that Bioshock Infinite should go in the trash? We're going to ask you on Twitter over the weekend and you can let us know if you agree with him. But the final question, the classic Ooh. question. <laughs> I can't wait. And this is, which classic video game character would you knock out with one punch? Well, I, I was thinking about this. Not, I mean, I wasn't thinking about this because this is the first time you've asked me this question. Uh, <laughs> I mean, as a regular listener of the podcast, you... I'm a regular listener of the podcast. Yeah, that's what yeah, you mean. Exactly. Yeah, listen, okay, uh, <clears throat> now, I don't think I could knock out anybody with a singular punch. Uh, however, if I was able to, and I was willing, uh, honestly, I would want to probably punch Eggman in the face. Now, Eggman, for me, is an upsetting character because... Uh, because, because that's not his goddamn name. His name is Dr. Robotnik. Right? <laughs> his name is Dr. Robotnik. He has a backstory. He was, it, he had a, he was in a terrible accident with a rotten egg. It, he has all of this backstory. And then all of a sudden, one day, after spending my entire childhood chasing Dr. Robotnik, he kept building things. I kept tearing them down. Then all of a sudden, he was shaped even more like an egg, and now he was Eggman. And, and he could talk! All of a sudden, he had a voice. And I did not like any of this, and it is the number one reason why Sonic the Hedgehog is now trash. And maybe I should have chosen Sonic as trash for the game. What about Sonic Mania? Right, Sonic Mania was great, but guess what? There was no voices in it! Yeah, you're Uh, right. And, all, uh, and also, I think that the guys who made Sonic Mania would have called him Dr. Robotnik if they were allowed to. I think they would. Because they, they, were, they were classic guys, weren't they? Like, they, they knew the score with Sonic. I think that they probably asked Sega, hey, can we call him Dr. Robotnik again? And Sega said no. And they probably asked five more times and finally gave up. I, you know, I can uh, almost hear the fingers clattering, like, on keyboards from on the subreddit uh, over yeah, what you've just I, said well, about this. I, I don't care. I think the whole subreddit are going to agree with me. I think they're going to agree with me that the moment that, that the thing that's, that ruined Sonic the Hedgehog was them changing, uh, his name to Eggman. Uh, well, and also giving them all voices. No one needed to hear what goddamn Sonic the Hedgehog sounded like. He, we all, we all assumed he was this cool son of a bitch, uh, tapping his foot, you know, when you take tapping his, tapping his watch. I don't know if he wore a watch. And then all of a sudden, he had this stupid goddamn voice. Uh, it, it was, it was just really, Sonic Adventure really upset me. There's this great line. <laughs> there's this, there's this great line at the start of Sonic Adventure. 
where they're shooting that chaos guy or whatever he's called. And one of, one of the guys goes, oh no, our weapons are useless. Like that. And it's just always stuck with me the, the day that as a child I realized, huh, this is probably the first time I've ever heard terrible voice acting in a game. Uh, it's it was, a, it was a bad game. Uh, Mike, and, uh, so one, one final question. Where's our Reddit uniform in the game? That's a that's a good question, isn't it? We, you know, we we're adding loads of loads of uniforms right now. Uh, you mean like a, a shirt with Ross's face on it? Oh, a shirt with yeah. Ross's face on it would be quite good. But to be honest, that's only going on Phil Spencer's t-shirt at E3, so there's no need to include that. Oh, okay. How about we have a shirt that is uh, a picture of Phil Spencer wearing your face? I, I would cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do we do that? And then, and then maybe I can get them to feature that shot in a, a, an E3 trailer. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, oh. during the main stage. Mm, I'm not mm. going to lie, four weeks off of E3, I will take anything. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I would as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, you've been absolutely spectacular. Um, this has been oh, a great interview. Bad news, and you're a bad person. I'm a terrible, <laughs> terrible person. Terrible, terrible person. But the suspension is over as mm. descenders. Can I ask, did you, did you write all of these down on a piece of paper and you've been waiting you just, just to use each of them? This is my Surprise. hidden talent. This is his hidden talent. You should have seen when we had the guys from uh, the train simulator on here. Oh, God, no. No, my, my favourite yeah. is Boss Up when they were doing bread. Oh, yeah, no, the bread was good. I was I didn't even realise there was that many bread puns. I was honestly <laughs> impressed. But anyway, the game is out now on Xbox and, of course, Steam. Um, so you can go ahead and download that. And, Mike, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. And we'll go back to the regular episode now. No worries. Goodbye. Goodbye. So thank you for the, to Mike Rose um, from No More Robots. Descenders is out now in the game preview program on Xbox. But we're going to find out what's happening in the subreddit this week. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. This week in the subreddit. This week, Bethesda have been teasing something all week and user, the Red Wake Skater, actually won the Karma Lottery with the announcement of Raging Justice 2. What? No, sorry, Rage 2. Rage 2. Don't, don't do that to me, Rage, Ross. <laughs> Rage 2 was announced with a teaser trailer. By the time the podcast releases, we will know more about the game as, as we record it. It's only the teaser. But I hope everyone has watched it. Are you excited for Rage 2? Because frankly, I'm not. I am. Actually, Rage was one of the most fun games, I think, of last generation. It had an awful, awful, awful story, but gameplay-wise, it was really fun. There's very few games that have the same level of, like, when you shoot guys, how they reacted to being shot. It was awesome. I still need to play that on uh, on Xbox. Is that on oh, one, or is that on 360? It's on 360. I think that... It's not a, is there a port to the Xbox One? Well, at least it's on back and pad. And it looked good. It's definitely in back and And it, it has a very... It had a very sort of... what. Many people thought it would revolutionize the game industry. It didn't. Yeah. Spoiler alert. But people thought it would because it uses a technique called mega texturing, 
And that is essentially where they make one giant texture for the entire, like, ground area, the entire level, and stretch it over instead of having everything have its own sort of individual textures. And it looks good. Like, seriously, it looks really good. And, uh, yeah, it, it's a fun game. Honestly, the, the story is garbage. Uh, you literally just, like, the game begins and it's like, here's a gun. I'd like you to go kill some people that I don't enjoy. Like, and that's how it begins. But it's, um, it's fun. It's really fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I sort of like the, the neon British punk sort of Mad Max thing they seem to be going with. Well, it looked to me as if Borderlands um, had a one-night stand um, with Fallout 4, and this is the horrid offspring that it's created. It did the, the aesthetic of it did not do anything for me. Have you played the original? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, am I the only one but who's didn't... played it here? Yep. yep. Karina? Oh, okay. It's really good. Like, honestly, honest to God, the <clears throat> the shooting is so, so satisfying. And you get this... This, uh, I think it's called like a wing blade or something. It's a, it's a three bladed. It's it's more or less a uh, a fidget spinner with blades on the end, and you throw it like a boomerang. And man, like nailing someone with that thing, oh, it feels so good. The way it, it, it just their death animations are just awesome. Seriously, it's it's really cool. I shouldn't. There's a couple of Stephen Gracies for me. It's made by the same developers as the Mad Max game, which was really really good. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, and also um, the fact of how well Bethesda have been doing and reimagining games and worlds recently, that could that could work out quite well. It could work out quite well for them. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. Seriously, go back and play Rage. Honestly, it, it, no. it holds. No, no, really do it. it. It's a good game. It's one of the best shooters you'll ever play gameplay-wise. For, for shooter feel. You know, that, that, that feel, how good it feels to shoot people. That's a weird thing to say on, on the podcast. <coughs> but, like, it's it's one of the best. I, I'm not lying. Okay. Well, time will tell. If this releases about the same time as Borderlands 3, what is going to win? Borderlands 3. Yeah. So let's find out and see how this all plays out. But next story, Clay. Yeah, I've got a raging justice for Cliffy B in his uh, failed studio. That came out really bad. I'm sorry. No hard feelings there, uh, Cliffy B. <laughs> Not that I'll ever talk to you, but um, you never you know. Never know. <laughs> no, but some sad news today. Uh, well, not today, a few days ago when you were now listening to this, if you haven't heard. Um, Cliffy B officially announced that his uh, production studio is uh, game studio is being shut down. Yeah, Boskey. Yeah, yeah, Boskey, and it's it stinks. He was stating in a tweet he posted some stuff in there. Um, uh, what was the game that, was, <laughs> that they released? Radical Heights. <laughs> Oh, you mean the game before that? Oh, no, man. See, before that's, that. That's the problem, you know, when you're asking me, what what, what was the game he just um, released? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah the- that's the that's the problem. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he put out a shooter that looked really cool and had some, as I'm like Googling and talking at the same time. Um, <laughs> it's Lawbreakers. I was going to let you try. Lawbreakers. That's I was trying game. my best to wait, but... 
lawbreakers. I was like trying to talk and I'm like, I can't type and talk at the same time. Um, no, I mean, that looked really cool. Just no one, it just, for whatever reason, people didn't get behind it. Maybe it was because it was PC only. I, I don't know. It was PS4, PS4 and as well. PC. In fact, Cl- was it on Cl- PS4? Cliffy talked a whole lot of trash about the Xbox and he deliberately didn't bring it to the Xbox well, because of that. T- no, see, I, I think this is where a little bit of an, an injustice has, has happened because if you look at, <laughs> I remember this on Reddit, uh, someone posted like Cliff, you know, Cliffy B basically shits all over the the console that made him. You know, with the, the an amazing Xbox legend, you would say, with regards to the Gears of War, the original Gears of War. And he put a comment basically saying, it's funny how Xbox fanboys have, have came out the woodwork now um, that I've announced this for PS4 and PC. But buried in the comments under that tweet was about the fact that it was a commercial decision. And, and nothing else. He was a small studio and he'd he done that. And, and although he shouldn't be, we all know Cliffy B's a bit of a, a loud mouth. He shouldn't be making comments like that. He said, no one he should. said worse. I have seen videos of him saying some pretty um, nasty stuff, but you know, that's just Cliffy. You know, he's, a, he's not a developer. He's a bro developer. Yeah, a bro developer. That's even on his profile on Twitter, Is it? I think. But no, <laughs> he, he did, he did even state that he wanted to. To hopefully eventually bring lawbreakers. Now the the fact is that this his most recent game was only just released. Yeah, it's like, not even out of early access. It was a battle access. royale game. Yeah, and he's not going to make it out of early access, of course. Now, is anyone? Obviously, everyone's going to feel sorry for the staff members, but this is going to raise a lot of debate about Cliffy B again. You know, can he make a game series as popular as Gears of War again? Because let's face it, the guy is talented, or he seems to be talented anyway, and then he becomes across. He's a huge personality, well-known in the industry, but yet his last two games have essentially failed, and that's caused a lot of people to currently tonight to be out of work. Yeah, it sucks. Big time. And uh, I, I know for a fact that Green Skull was really a fan of um, Radical Heights. Well, but it- yeah, and Lawbreakers yeah. too. He has Lawbreakers yeah. on his bag. Yeah, right. Okay, uh, Karina, have you got any thoughts on Cliffy B? I don't know. I mean, I haven't really played the games, but I, I've watched a bit of Radical Lights. But I just, I hate it. I hate seeing any studio going down, no matter how good or bad they are as a studio. I just, I just hate it. I hate seeing it. I mean, we all know it happens. We all know it's a thing. You know, that's how people grow, people don't. But I don't know. I'm just, I just hate it. I hate it. So is it now going to be a point where Cliffy B is not a name that you don't want associated with your gamer studio? Nah, I don't think so. Time, again, you know, a bit like Rage 2, I think time's going to tell on this one. Certainly, he's taking some time off, but certainly I do not think that this is going to be the last of Cliffy B. But anyway, I think this is quite a long episode. We've had our interview, so I'm going to take us out of here. So, for another week, Xbox turn off. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. The official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. Let's do this.